0: I'm Dr. Lanlan Smith, and today I'm joined by Professor Margaret Ragney, Professor of Medicine and Clinical and Translational Research, Division of Hematology-Oncology at the University of Pittsburgh and Director of the Haemophilia Center of Western Pennsylvania. The Lancet Hematology has published a Phase three clinical trial led by Prof. Ragney, comparing the use of recombinant von Willebrand factor to traninamic acid for treating heavy menstrual bleeding in patients with mild and moderate von Willebrand disease. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Wonderful. So could you please tell us a little bit about von Willebrand disease and why heavy menstrual bleeding is a particular problem for individuals with this condition?
1: Yes. So, you know, von Willebrand disease is the most common inherited bleeding disorder. It affects about one in a hundred individuals globally. Uh, It's characterized by mucosal bleeding. And although it's equally common in men and women, it disproportionately affects women because of their bleeding with menses and at delivery. Heavy menstrual bleeding, which is also known as HMB, occurs in about 80% of women with von Willebrand disease, and it's associated with iron deficiency and a poor response to current therapies. Uh, The current international guidelines indicate very low certainty regarding effectiveness of the standard drugs we use, which are hormonal therapy and tranexamic acid. And although von Willebrand factor concentrate is approved for bleeding, Um, No prospective trials have been done to look at its use or to guide its use in HMB. So the aim of our study was to compare recombinant von Willebrand factor with the current non-hormonal standard tranexamic acid to reduce heavy menstrual bleeding in von Willebrand disease. So we utilized a randomized crossover design which improves power in rare disease clinical trials, uh, and and in which each woman serves as her own control. And that is really helpful in rare diseases to uh, maximize the amount of information you learn. And what we found is that recombinant von Willebrand factor resulted in less reduction in HMB than the standard tranexamic acid But both drugs clearly reduced PBAC, which is the outcome measure we looked at, to measure HMB, which is a pictorial blood assessment chart that is standardly used both in trials and clinically. So both drugs reduced PBAC and the frequency of flooding, but neither completely corrected the PBA score. But because quality of life and health care utilization really did not differ between the drugs and tranexamic acid is less costly, it appears to be a more effective approach to HMB.
0: You've given a perfect summary of the the trial and the findings there. I mean, for me, it was really interesting reading your study and about the crossover design. I mean... One of the issues that you had was, as you say, it's a rare disease, and it was difficult to to recruit people, wasn't it? So
1: can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, simply, it was done during the time of COVID. So we had sites closing and opening. Patients not sure if they should do a study during this time, but we also took great advantage of remote monitoring and uh, as much as we could uh, doing this offline other than when they came in and had to have either testing or a drug supply, etc. So uh, it was one of the more efficient studies that I've ever done uh, just because of the difficulties of COVID. We had to make it work.
0: Yeah, and I suppose once the women who were participating in in the trial had training on how to do the assessment, that would have been, they could have been sort of left to their own
1: devices, yeah. And yes, no, they were just superb. I mean, we could not have done it without our nurses who Mm -hmm. really enabled the patients and the patients who were so wanting to find better treatments.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, we talk about heavy menstrual bleeding as like, even abbreviating, it kind of diminishes its effect sometimes. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're in a better position than me to, to tell me about just how much of an impact on quality of life this sort of um, condition has for people. Could could you expand on
1: that? Right, right well, well, one of the things I think that's noteworthy, is that recombinant factor does improve PBA scores in a single dose? That is unheard of. RVWF generally needs several doses for other bleeds. Um, we actually looked at taking an additional dose if you thought we called it a rescue dose. It did not change the outcome. So until this study, RVWF was not considered a potential treatment for HMB. So, um, And although it wasn't superior, it did reduce the PBAC score, and so it might provide another approach to managing HMB, and those for whom TA or hormones or DDAVP are either ineffective or poorly tolerated. And as, as such, that's a very important added evidence to the current ASH, ISTH, WFH, NHF guidelines, the international guidelines, and it supports the importance of discussing how the management should go based on the patient's preferences uh, and uh, her lived experience. And that is oh so important to involve the patient in her own care. Uh, They very much appreciate that, and it is the best way to deal with this problem, I think.
0: Yeah, for one injection at the beginning of your cycle, uh, rather than taking pills three times a day, some people just may not have good memory to take take the medication and whatnot. So it is, and and as you say, uh, for women who don't respond to traninamic acid, uh, you, we don't need a much larger study to to look at that. <laughs> but it's, it's this is the first time anyone's looked at von Willebrand factor for for treating heavy menstrual bleeding. So that's a great accomplishment. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think the next steps for research in this area are going to be?
1: Well, it would really be great if we had the opportunity to do a future trial combining VWF and tranexamic acid. They work on different parts of the coagulation uh, path, pathophysiology, and so that it might be something worth considering, or even to use a single dose of VWF and an, um, utilize slightly smaller. Uh, maybe less frequent dosing of TA. But I I don't know. Uh, I think we need to think about that. It's very hard to do these trials. So you want to make sure that you're maximizing the time people spend on it and what we learn. And so a crossover design, again, would probably be great. The other thing that's very exciting is we're living in a time of novel therapies. Novel non-factor therapies, and what might their role be in Mm -hmm. women with bleeding disorders, especially those with von Willebrand disease? So, emicizumab has been shown in some, you know, case records to have some effect. That's a bispecific monoclonal. Uh, antibody mimic to factor eight. There is also a new factor eight fusion protein uh, that is independent of VWF, which is the time-limiting rate of how uh, factor eight works, but it might have some effect in this disease. Uh, uh, it's called Altuvia, or a alpha Uh, There is the silencing, V W silencing, S-I-R-N-A, VWF mutant. There are aptamers that block VWF clearance, uh, Rondaraptivon. And there's also some very interesting dual AAV-VWF gene therapies uh, under an endothelial promoter. Very interesting. Uh, And then uh, I learned just at the ISTH meeting, there's also some platelet nanoparticle studies that are very exciting. So I think the future is ripe. I wish we could use a platform adaptive trial design. So we test two agents. When one fails, we take the winner and go against the next drug. You know, I think that is the most efficient way to do it. And as long as we don't have uh, teratogenic effects in this population where women uh, may in the future become pregnant, we want to be oh oh, so careful about safety uh, as well as trying to seek out efficacy.
0: Yeah, it does sound like it's a really exciting research area at the moment and, and lots of options in the future. And and I guess one of the things, especially when you're looking at heavy menstrual breeding, is it probably doesn't get enough notice and funding because people are just like, they don't understand how much it can impact on someone's life. Like, these women could be potentially even housebound because you can't, deal with the with the amount of flood so even the that your study showed even an improvement is would make a make a huge
1: difference the women thought it was helpful, but you know what's even more concerning is that women are often not included in trials of some of these novel therapies, and they should mm-hmm. be. They make a very small minority, but they have more bleeding than the rest of them. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think we need to relook at how we set up trials to assure we are looking at those drugs in our patient populations that have some of the most significant bleeding.
0: Oh, I was going to ask as well for for your study this one you focused on women with mild and moderate von Willebrand's disease Is, has there been anything done with women with severe severe disease and and heavy menstrual
1: bleeding yeah yes not to my knowledge um in fact there were no trials in HMB in any woman with bleeding disorders um we uh, are distraught to hear that you know but the problem with type three is they're very rare. And one of mm. the reasons, besides their rarity, that we were thinking our first trial should not include them is they need von Willebrand factors so frequently that we yeah. were worried it would interfere with our outcome. But mm. now that we have some data and if we wanted to look, you know, in a future study, we could at least try to extract out what was related to the particular HMB, or if it even improved, in addition to all the others. But you see, they take drugs, many of them on a prophylactic yeah. basis, making mm-hmm. outcome assessment uh, really very difficult. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. mean it can't be done. It means you have to really look carefully and have a way to do those markers. It, it it's it's challenging.
0: Yeah. That's been really interesting, and it, it's great to hear that there's so much research going on in this area. So hopefully it'll be moving more into the clinic and
1: the real-world setting soon. Well, thank you for highlighting our study. We're really thrilled that you did. We think it does have global relevance.
0: Yeah, and I highly encourage anyone listening to this podcast to please go and read the full paper. It's available on The Lancet.com and other platforms. So... Thank you so much for joining me and telling us about your study today,
1: Professor Ragney. Thank you so much for inviting us.